0: The Walking Purpose Podcast. Broadcasting all around the world. All around the world. Here on the Walking Purpose Podcast, we interview men around the world who are speaking on growth, mental health, and sharing their stories. Together, let's uplift kings. Now, here's your host, Craig Cooper.
1: Thank, Special thanks for everyone for listening for Season 1. We appreciate your huge support all around the world. Now, today I'm here with my friends, my brothers. I grew up with all these guys. And I've been battling depression 11 years ago. And a lot of times you want to reach to your brothers for support. You want to reach to your brothers for just to say, hey, are you okay? Every man at this table has helped me in some kind of way. And I feel like I also helped them out. This is the reason why this is a special episode. So let's get right into it. There's a negative stigma about mental health, Mm -hmm. about we can't talk about our feelings, that we can't express ourselves. That when we do, we're labeled as punks, maybe a bitch in some some cases. So my first question, Lawrence, Mm -hmm. have you ever experienced a time where you express yourself to a person, family member, or whatever, and you got rejected instead of that support that you needed? Yes, that was during my first marriage, where
2: um, I was explaining how I felt about how things were going. Because at the time, I felt alone. I felt like I didn't have anybody that was actually supposed to. Be, that was actually there to help me mm-hmm. and to get me where I need, you know, help me get where I'm trying to get to. Right. And when I expressed that to my ex-wife, she was like, "Well, you should be able to do that on your own." Mm-hmm. I was like, "You know, when you get married and you marry someone, that's supposed to be your helpmate. You help and support each other." Mm-hmm. And because she wasn't there to support me, it was difficult for me to actually completely support her. And then I go and you resort back to where you were, or different type of thought process that I had at that time. Mm-hmm. But I felt very. It made me feel even more alone. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, you start to reach out to find somebody that's going to be there for you, Just going to want to support you, because mm-hmm. it doesn't help when. Other people want to support you, but the person you're with is not.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, and at the time I didn't have the brothers or the brotherhood anywhere to actually discuss the things that were happening in my home without having to worry about you know, like somebody trying to run up on my wife or somebody trying to talk. Yeah. Or they're you gonna know, look at me crazy.
1: Yeah.
2: Um I figured a way to at that time I probably didn't handle it the best way, because I was a lot younger then. Now I'm a lot older. I got two guys, I got a MC Club, and I got a couple things going on. I feel that um, my successes in life um, with relationships, building relationships, because I didn't build a lot of male relationships coming up because of various things, it helps. But you have to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's a must. Because men are iron. Iron is the only thing that sharpens iron.
1: Yeah.
2: And if we could all remember that, it would actually help a lot. Yeah. Because we have to be there for each other, we have to help each other do better. Mm-hmm. Help each other get stronger. Yeah, you know, it's just mm-hmm. like when we lift weights, we lift weights to get stronger. I can lift weights all the all day by myself, mm-hmm. but if I can't get a spot, so I can start trying to push further, I'm still gonna be stuck at
1: the same place. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I definitely agree. Just uh, have the accountability partner, pretty much, like, mm-hmm. holding each other up. And I remember when I was really going through what I was going through oh, five years ago, you never judged me at all. You gave me stuff that I need to hear. You know what I'm saying? You're like, this is what you need to do. Mm-hmm. But I got your back. Right. So I understand where you come from when you feel like lonely. Mm-hmm. I remember when I, uh, when I was like 19 years old mm-hmm. and I expressed myself to my ex girlfriend how I was going through. I didn't understand what depression was mm-hmm. because at the time it wasn't like Instagram, it wasn't Facebook, it mm-hmm. wasn't that was available. Nobody's talking about mental health. Right, right. I'm not sure if there were like really podcasts out there like that. So, we're talking we're on a video chat I'm like, I'm going through this, this feeling like I'm always sad every time I come out the house. I'm, I've literally got tears in my eyes. Mm-hmm. So, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to get that support. So, instead of getting that support, she started to laugh. I'm like, ain't shit funny, bro. I'm, I feel like I'm dying inside. And I'm like, how the fuck are you going to do that? Mm-hmm. So, now, when a male tries to express itself to a certain person, you get that first rejection. Now you're thinking, damn, she like everybody else, now I gotta guard myself. Mm-hmm. Now I can't express myself to the next female. So instead if, like now your guard is up all the time. Mm-hmm. Then you got the other side, we got guys. Like, man, why are you crying? You know, you seen back in the day, little boy falls on his face, mm-hmm. damn, don't you cry. Go ahead. Yep. Mm-hmm. I felt like back in the day, I felt like men were told to be tough. Physically tough, not mentally tough.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Strong, you got muscles, wipe about that mental. Anybody else feel like you want to chime in on this? Yes. What's the I just chime in on what you just said. Sure. Just that last part,
2: because mm-hmm. yeah, a lot, of, a lot of us are told to be, don't cry. That's always the thing. Don't cry, you're a man, do not cry. Mm-hmm. But you have to let that out. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And even with me raising my son, there was a time where he fell on he fell because he said, yeah, He fell, and I like I like to watch where he's going to develop from there. That moment that he fell, he was walking. He was only like maybe eight months old, okay. walking along the couch, and I had hardwood floors. He slipped, and he started to fall forward and he turned, and he fell backwards and knocked his head okay. hard. My wife was about to jump up. I grabbed her knee because I wanted to see how my son was going to react he sat up, rubbed his head, stood back up, and started walking again. Mm-hmm. Same, different child, same scenario, similar scenario, yeah. but we'll say a lot older. Mm-hmm. Certain behaviors are tied. Okay. Um, and then certain other behaviors are not. But as far as that mental toughness, it really is something that can't necessarily be taught. Mm-hmm. But you shouldn't force it. Yeah. Because everybody has a way... Of expressing themselves Agreed. you know so you have to that's just with children but with us as men now we have to we're, we're taught and pushed to hold it in mm-hmm. we have to now learn to express ourselves mm-hmm. yeah and then we have to learn the proper way to express ourselves without being too intimidating or being too soft or
1: being this. it's really just finding your outlet yeah uh, I definitely agree. This goes into my next next uh, segment, pretty much. I remember like, being in my early teens, my early 20s, being like this angry black man. Like This goes back into like, the first statement as far as not feeling like someone you can trust. So now you're thinking the whole world's against you. As a black man in America, you already got strikes against you already. Mm-hmm. So you see that other black man walking across you, you think he's mean money. You No, that dude got with the word on his shoulders. That dude's probably depressed, probably angry, probably lost a job Is My next question goes to you, Avon. With having a lot of emotions and having a lot of anger, what's a positive way to get your uh, point across when you're going through that emotion? Well, in some aspect, I think it's about
0: adjusting, about how you approach things. Um, With respect, Mm -hmm. you know, definitely when you're talking to you know another human being, as men, we kind of take words into a different perspective you know, if I'm greeting you a certain way, you know, sometimes you might even give it back or you might adjust to it and come back in your own way. Good point. Um, adjusting to anger, I think once you set yourself free from a lot of things, you know, as far as like us men being stern, you know, and stuff like that, you know, you got to let that stuff go. You know, it's okay to cry. If you're the type of person that you sit back and you'd be like, you know what, let me go ahead and boil this anger up and, and just be mad at this person all day, that's, that's, a, that's a waste of character, you know that's a waste of emotion. Mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying Anger, anger takes a lot out of you, you yes. know that changes a person, yeah you know you can't adjust your anger and certain things that you're doing in life, you're going to be stuck in that sh- that shield of anger, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to be mad all the time. yeah, you know that takes a lot out of me. Yeah. you know when I can spend my time trying to make that next person happy, yeah. you know or get the best out of them, but if I'm always always angry. When I'm coming at you, it's gonna make you angry. Yeah. You know? I mean, if you're the type of person that can adjust to anger and say, you know what? Let me be the calm one coming into the situation and let me see if I can change the perspective of how this thing turns around. Right, right. right. Um, <clears throat> us as men, we have a lot, of, a lot of testosterone in us. And of course, when things hit the fan, you know, the first thing we wanna do is jump.
1: Yeah. You know what I'm
0: saying? Because that's normally what we're taught to be strong, you know, lift weights and all that stuff. You know, that's, that's different, you know? Teaching your kids how to be stern, or teaching these men how to be stern—that's different from being strong. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's that's a whole new different aspect. You know, I don't have a son right now; I have a daughter, mm-hmm. but you know, I find times where you know she may be stern and what she's trying to tell me, or um, certain things that she may ask for that I tell her no, and some things she might walk away. Sometimes she might not talk to me because she mad, and I always tell her, like you know, even though the person tells you no, it's not for you to get upset about. That's just a person telling you no. You gotta be able to handle no. You know what I'm saying? You can you can handle yes and you can handle no. Mm-hmm. You know? Um talking about anger, anger is a part of frustration. If you're frustrated with something, what's the first thing you're gonna do? You're gonna get mad. Yeah, you're gonna break some shit, you're gonna fuck some shit up, you're gonna knock some shit over, and get a nine times ten. That's your shit. Yeah, that's your stuff. Yeah, see what I'm saying? All the time, when I'm in the house and something happened want she get mad at me, I just say, you know what, that's your shit. You break your own shit up. You know, as long as you don't break mine, I can't be mad at you. You see what I'm saying? That all falls on you. Mm-hmm. You are in control of your anger. If you can't control your anger, you gonna rub that shit off on somebody else. And if they can't adjust to it, they are gonna be just as angry as you. Y'all gonna be two angry people walking around. Yeah. You know, so the best way for me is just to, to, to take my own time to have my own space. You know, if it takes me to drive around for three, four hours listening to some slow jams or some old oldie but goodies, you know what I'm saying, to calm me down, that's what I'm going to do. You know, I try to tell other people, you know, other ways to get
1: around anger and, and being upset, but it starts with you. Great. It, it, it definitely starts with you. That's something that, again, early 20s, you know what I'm saying? Even in my early 30s, I had to learn how to adjust my anger. Learn how to communicate without actually being aggressive with my words, mm-hmm. being in relationships. You know what I'm saying? I've been in relationships where like the female is like, oh, you ain't shit, you ain't this. And it's got so used to actually bringing that back. You're so used to responding in a negative way. Well, I'm gonna give you this, so I literally had to, to adjust with my fiance, how to, how to get your point across. You know what I'm saying? Or even if you're in the wrong, how to listen, you know what I'm saying? You be wrong and take it humbly like, oh, okay, I can see how that makes sense. My bad for doing this? Or expressing yourself or talk to your friend. Like, bro, I ain't like how this happened. Learn how to express your emotion in a different way. One time at my job, this guy can't be aggressive. I'm like, damn, if that was me in my 20s, I would have said this to him and this to him. I probably would hurt to do. One moment of anger can really fuck up your whole career. Yeah. You go home to like, what happened? I lost my job because I punched him in the face. I'm like, really? Is it really worth it? You know what I'm saying, so I definitely agree with what you're saying. Just how to learn to adjust what you're saying, learn to adjust your anger, learn to adjust your emotions. You get, a lot of times, people will be so angry, so bitter, and they're miserable, so they want to bring that on to you, on to the next person. It ain't fair to you. People out here battling, people out here struggling. So, it goes to my next segment. I'm going to Ukraine about what advice you give for a man who's actually just struggling right now, and he feel like. Every day he gets up in the morning, he feels like it's worthless. Like, he just doesn't see any light. It's just, everything is just super negative. What advice would you
3: give to that negative? Um The first thing I would have to say about that is uh, understanding that you're going to have being naysayers. Um There is no good without bad. There's no light without shade. And things of that nature. So you're going to have people that are going to be in your path where they're going to attempt to stop you. They're going to tell you, uh, like Ross was saying earlier, you should be able to handle it on your own. Or you're not going to know how to you know, Mm -hmm. express those emotions. You have to stop first and look at everything in in your view. Um, You have to try to address it as soon as possible, the best way that you can. There's going to be obstacles. You have to understand that. But the sooner that you address it, the more you can do to change that. Yeah. Yeah. that's a, it's a, it's a it's like a ripple effect. The reason why I say the sooner that you say it, because there are men out here who are having mental health problems and they have kids, and this is only going to cause a ripple effect. There are things that you can't fix within yourself. Your kids see these things, that it plays a part in how they grow. Fix it within yourself so that you, you can change this effect. Um, letting them know that it's okay to cry, to express yourself, um, giving them a platform to speak, um, so that way they feel comfortable opening up. And being able to, you know, let those emotions go so they don't become bottled up and become something else worse or a, a terrible monster. Um, I focus on it heavily with my kids. Like um said was just saying earlier with the, the child falling and them hurting himself. Yes. Um, I tell my kids all the time. Yeah. Constantly. It's perfectly fine to cry. It's nothing wrong with it. Just because you're a boy, don't let anyone tell you, you know, because you cry yourself or weak. Because that's not what defines what's strong or what we is. Um, I I look at it as a man who can express himself and tell who he was and everything. I look at that as strength. Um, You cannot be able to lift weight at all, but you can be the strongest person, you know, will and and, and have the strongest resolve. So um, try to address it as soon as possible any way you can. Don't stop. Don't let anybody, if they're in your way telling you, you know, deal with it yourself or you, you shouldn't be doing it, remove those people. You don't need that in your life. You want people who are going to help you progress and push you forward. So my my advice <laughs> is, first things first, remove the people who don't want you to grow. A flower can't grow without sunlight.
1: Mm-hmm. I, like that. I like that. That's powerful. And, you know, when um, I was going through my depression, mm-hmm. and I don't beat myself up over it, but I feel right. like I would have, re- I wished I would have reached out to y'all.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And I wish I would have said something. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I didn't know you at the time, but I know, Daniel, yeah. you have been there for me. I definitely like, I really wish I would have said, yo, I'm, I'm dying now.
3: Yeah. And you know I mean we spoke about that time, yeah, we time then I had no idea it was it wasn't even I, in my mind that wouldn't even be a factor I didn't think that that would be something that was going on so it kind of it kind of shook me a little bit because I felt like I wasn't there when you did need it and I could have been that person sooner so um I always tell you, don't feel any type of way about it. I feel like I should have probably reached out more. Maybe you would have felt more comfortable talking to me if I had been a little bit more on my part. So that's why I try to do more now. You know, times when we're not speaking, it might be a short period. I've been trying to let you know I'm watching you. I pay attention to you. you and do. I'm proud of yeah. what you're doing.
1: Yes. Yeah, so. And that's what I can say about everybody at this table. And there are certain ways where I was going through something, not making all about me, just giving the audience of a prime example. Mm-hmm. What it looks like is certain situations where we've been there for each other. You know what I'm saying? Like in my 30s, when I was going through death with my aunt, my grandmother, Mm -hmm. all y'all say, Hey, bro, you need something? Instead of being like, I'm good, I'm like, I need to take a drive. Mm -hmm. I need to go to the gym. I need to take a drink. Mm -hmm. It's just something to say, I need. Instead of being so prideful and be like, I'm good. Mm -hmm. But you're dying inside. You know what I'm saying? -hmm. Anybody want to chime in on
0: that? I think at the time being, you know, when you go through it, you know, one thing about being a friend is that we let you be you, but at the same time, we can't let you exonerate anything else that comes with it. We can't let you go too far with it. So, you know, it's okay if you come around, we have a drink or two or, you know, smoke or whatever, you know, but I'm not going to let you oh consume yourself with it. You see what yes, I'm saying? Yes. To, get, to yes. get you back out of that person yes. that you, mm-hmm. you know, once was, I mean, we're trying to keep you on that that straight path is like you do for us. You see what I'm saying? we all here for each other. You know, we might not see everybody every day or talk to each other every day, but we have a sense. You see what I'm saying? yeah, We yeah. have a sense. We have a sense. Mm-hmm. Like that time I ran into you long, this was some, some time back. Uh, this was at that Popeye's over there on of southern Road. <laughs> and when I seen you that day, I was like, Dad, you know, I said, he ain't excited to see me. Like I'm excited to see him. You know, <laughs> I said, well, maybe he's going through something. You know, and then slowly but surely it started to eat at me. I said, you know what? Let me go try to find him, man. You know, whether it be social media or or anything. And then, bam, once I seen it, I went straight at him. I said, hey, man, I see you out here getting that work in. You know what I'm saying? It took him a minute to hit me back. But, you know, we we all go through some things. But, you know, once he hit me back, I knew he was okay. And then it just took off from me. You see what I'm saying? So, Mm -hmm. you know, once you know a person, you know what they're going through. You know, Mm -hmm. even if you don't. You know, sometimes you can tell from the outside, like, you know what? Let me just check on that person. Yeah. do don't yeah. seem the same. You know what I'm saying? And here we are today, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, doing great things, bro.
1: Yeah. Um, I got you. But let me just say this real quick. Yeah, yeah. I remember that like it was yesterday. And that was when I was really going through it. Really going through it hard. And that's a time that we uh, I still got robbed. Remember, mm-hmm. a time I'm depressed and feeling like giving up. It's a crazy feeling when you got a gun to your face and you're like, do it, quick. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking like, no one's gonna miss me. But when you hear that other male saying hey, what's up, man? Yeah. Like, damn, that does something to you. Like, bro, I'm excited, damn, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's that's a good feeling for the person that's receiving that message. Like like all the time, we, got, we text all the time. Hey, bro, I ain't one, now, I just checking on yeah. you, man. Yeah. Even if you're simple, I'm good, you know what I'm saying? Hey, bro, it's been a long time. No, you busy, blah, blah, blah. What's up, man? You good? Yeah, that, that feels good to receive that message. It's like, oh, yo, yeah. I ain't thought about it. And it's okay to be like, yo, bro, I love you. Yeah, I love all y'all. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, that's not saying about the whole thing of being a punk. No, I, I love y'all. Yeah, like, y'all are my brothers. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's definitely it's definitely a good receiving end to receive that message. Man. You want to chime in on that? That's a good chime in. Because a lot of times... As men, we hold in our feelings.
2: Yeah. So we don't even tell when things are going on. Yeah. It would take a long time, like, not to make kids about me at all. But my father died last year. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> I didn't even realize that I had fallen into depression. Mm-hmm. My wife had pointed out to me, like, yo, what's going on? You're not working out. What's going on? I don't know. That was how it was. Didn't yeah. want to talk about it. And then um I wanted to go see my brother. And he brought it out of me because he started talking about it. And I was like, because I knew he was feeling it worse than I was. I didn't feel like I had the right to feel real, real bad about it because I wasn't there all the time with my dad. But I knew he was, and my sister was, because she died on my sister's birthday. And that was their best friend, basically.
1: Yeah.
2: So for me, it was like, that was my go-to guy. Like, the person that I go to for advice or I bounce things off of. I don't really get <laughs> so, but as men, we don't we don't want to tell when we're going to do something. So it's up to some of us that are closer to be able to point out you're, you're different right now, what's going on, mm-hmm. and that's what you did. Yeah, it's great.
1: So, yeah, it's definitely good to like to so what I realize is many love to, mm-hmm. and I remember about three years ago I received a hook from my father for the first time. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, I was like, damn. remember that it was yesterday the speaking engagement. I'm, I'm feeling good. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Going home, my dad calls me and says, son, I love you. you know? I'm like, hey, what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is like, I realized it's to a point where I, I've been so aggressive, how I approach people, how I respond to certain things, because I got to protect myself. Like, mm-hmm. I've been so aggressive. If you want to say something to me, I got to say something back, man. But I got to cut you for saying that to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So. I mean, so a person's got to protect myself. But of course, you didn't get that love. My dad called me, like, son, I'm proud. And I'm like, what? Proud? I ain't heard that shit in 34 years. I don't know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. Gave me a hug and a kiss on my cheek. I not know what that feels like. I still get chills just thinking about that. Mm-hmm. The fact that, you know what I'm saying? Though, all you guys are fathers. I'm not a father yet. And so I'm sure there's a, there's a, spread, there's a uh, big importance of, Letting your son, letting your daughter know, look, I love you. Give no those first words for the out the door or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, right. that's huge. And one time no more. <laughs> no. <laughs> sure, no. So sure.
2: with, with my, my biological dad, I didn't see him for most of my life. Yeah. I went out I found him when I was 18. Mm-hmm. I saw him when I was 12, until I was three. They separated. I found him at 18. Yeah. 17. Yeah. So even during that time, we were more like cool friends. Yeah. As his cancer got worse, he started talking to me way more. Oh. When he first started doing that, that felt so weird. But I felt like it was what should have been all okay. before. Yeah. You know what I mean, we were cool before, but then it became he's expressing some more deeper feelings that he's not telling nobody else.
1: Yeah.
2: And to be honest with you, I really didn't even realize where I stood with my dad so much. Until after he died, because he actually put me and his wife on one of the policies to make sure things got done. All right, and that mm-hmm. was crazy. So because of how I felt with that, but then with my stepdad, we had a weird thing too. But because of the whole old school men, you know, this you gotta be strong, you gotta you yeah, know, yeah. expression or you know, this or that, yeah. and do as I say, now as I do, whatever. But yeah. like, what no one people realizes, whatever you do. Your kids are gonna do an excess. Mm-hmm. So, what I learned from my stepfather and what I learned from my dad, I personally set out to not do that. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, I, okay. I, they weren't as involved. Yeah, they right. didn't intercommunicate. So I set out personally to, to make sure I communicate, make sure that I was that I'm near. I got my mini me now. Mm-hmm. And from the time he was born, he laid on my chest <laughs> that that for that first week. And he and I have a bond like this. Because that's what I always wanted with my dad, or even with my stepdad. Me, and my stepdad, we cooler now, But he's seventy something, seventy six. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. And he knows he's feeling his his mortality now too. Mm. But it shouldn't take this long for you to start getting close to me. Yeah, you, you understand. So yeah. I mentioned, and then every time I walk out the door, my son gives me a hug. I give him a hug. I give him a kiss on the forehead or in his head. Mm-hmm. Every single time, and he wants to hear from me. So, and with this pandemic. It could have been really bad, but because we have already built a bond, we're good, you know what I mean. And he said, I love you being home, dad, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. because I have access to you on a regular basis, and that's what he wants. Yeah. You know, me going to work every day and being gone and out is like is <laughs> more detrimental for him than it is for my wife, uh, yeah. But for my son, he needs mm-hmm. me there, and it makes it so that he's a much calmer and less than what he could have been. Mm-hmm. I was a terror because of the things I had going on as far as lack of love. I was angry all the time. He's less angry than I ever was. You know, I hate to say this expression, but my son grows up right, is growing up right now as if he's a white kid with no issues.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know what I'm saying?
2: Like, <laughs> but I think too it
0: becomes a comfortability level um, with these kids, you know, more than what we had back then. Mm -hmm. Um, Going back to what you were saying, you know, even with my dad, it's like, you know, a lot of things I had to rebuttal on because I felt like I could do better. Mm -hmm. You know, I see certain things he may do with my sister, some things that he may do with my brother, um, even with me, for instance. And I felt like I needed to be a whole 360 from what that was. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if it takes me to get up three, four o'clock in the morning and go go grab my daughter off the side of the road because she broke down, that's what I got to do. But I feel like in my time period, I've stepped up to be that top man in the household, even without it. And that's weird to say because I have my own household. But if I have to step into another household to be that top man there and my own, that's a lot. That's that's letting you know something. You yeah. know, I'm not saying my father weak ass guy or anything like that, but you know, in the long run, to teach your kids not only your sons, not only your daughters, but just to, just to teach them that you can do better. You can do better than me. Yeah. I'm just giving you the, the basic steps. You got to take it a step further. I can't tell you how to do it. You have to feel that for yourself. I can just give you the experience that I have now. Yeah, Because mm-hmm. things change. Every year there's something changing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and the statistics behind everything is that we get stuck on one thing and we're not used to breaking out of it on our own. You see what I'm saying? We gotta wait for the government to tell us what to do or when to do or what not to eat, what to eat, you know, when to eat it like, that's too much. So I always tell my daughter, you be comfortable in your own skin. You know, don't worry about you not having a long hair. Your dad don't have long hair. Don't worry about it. Okay. You know, I'm just trying to tell you, you know, teach you how to go about it. You know, I'm not a girl, so I can't give you everything your mom would give you. I can just give you from a guy's expect, you know, perspective, you know, what to look for into, you know, to a man or, you know, certain things to look for his reactions, you know, to keep mm-hmm. you from having to go through this shit, you know, that I probably took some of these women through, you know. Mm-hmm. But I know if I had a son, you know, hopefully we'll have <laughs> yeah. one day. But, you know, just to teach him, be better than me. Yeah. Don't be like me, be better. Mm-hmm. You know, if I teach you how to work on cars, be better than that. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, I work on regular cars, you go work on race cars. Right. Yeah. You know, be better. You know, that's all I, I try to. You know, I try to do. You know, like, I just don't want to seem crazy. I don't want to seem out of pocket when I do stuff in front of him, You know, I just just want you to know that. You know, I'm just giving you a start. You can go further than that. That's it.
1: Wow. Yeah. Just speaking of going further and just like breaking the chains and curses. Like mm-hmm. you all got, you all all dads and you're all like setting a standard of what you didn't get as a child. Um, this next question goes to you, Chester. What's the importance of setting yourself free? Like the importance of you climbing over obstacles that you face in life. Setting yourself free. So, social media, in the world, they set it up to where we have to hide our anger, hide our emotions, mm. keep everything locked in and tight. Yeah. Set this for example. If I give you an iron ball that says anger on it with a chain and dump you in the ocean. Mm -hmm. You don't let go of that anger. You're done. You're done. Yeah. I did 12 years in the military, right? With that being said, you can can already see how toxic it gets because it's a majority male, you know, it's majority (laughs) male by testosterone. Don't cry. Be quiet. Suck it up deal with it. You're a man. Yeah. There is no... in As far as like, oh, well, can I talk to the chaplain about it? The chaplain is in that same situation with the toxic mentality of like, mm-hmm. well, you're a man. You shouldn't be crying about it, mm-hmm. you know? So... Last week, I just now just started doing mental health, like going to mental health. Like, literally, last week, I just started setting up things like that to be like, hey, you need to talk to somebody and get all this stuff off your chest that you didn't that you didn't built up and held into you. No. <clears throat> so, yeah, letting go of that anger, freeing yourself. This is this is me freeing myself. so yeah. I'm so I'm reaching out to, you know, mental health people to free myself of all this anger, and built up. You know, how can I say? You know, all this. um, yeah. Not not emotion, mm-hmm. more like um, being numb, being numb, being mm-hmm. numb to the feeling of these emotions. Like, yeah. Oh, you, you ain't got. Don't worry about it. You a man. You be. Able to stop crying. Yeah. I don't want to put that on to my son. Whatever. And it's been hard. It's been really hard trying to not to put that on my son. Yeah. My son, Asperger's, autistic, smart guy, or like that. But he gets emotional every now and then. Yeah. Growing up, wow. It's all right, bro. You right. right, good, bro? Right. It's right. all right, man. No, it's all right, man. Take your okay. time, man. Take your time, bro. Take your
0: time. I think times like this is... This. It's when it comes in with you set yourself free. You know, you're, you're amongst the men. You know, this trust is family, man. That's it.
3: That's what we're here for. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's, it's really hard, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when there's a lot of masculinity in the world. You yeah. know, it's, it's sometimes hard to do so. Um, yeah, yeah. It took me some time, like when my brother passed away, where I feel like times where I need to be strong, you know, not cry. And I think it's that that feeling where I seen my dad all these years roll the tit on his face. And I think that's what got me.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: after that, you know, it kind of relieves some of that pressure. That like, you know what, see my dad cry, okay? You know, anything can happen. You know, I've never seen this dude cry in 35 years. And to see him cry one time, it was like. It's not that it made me happy It's like it released all of that pressure Yeah, you know, yeah Hey man. Um, so, mm, man, you know, mm, it over. I'm you know in, I'm We good, here, man I'm mm. Yeah This is the whole point of this conversation
1: yeah. You know what I'm saying <clears throat> you know? But Trust yeah um, Him growing up I didn't want to put that on him. You know um, My father Was not a bad person Never abused me anything like that. His father, he had issues or whatever like that and everything or whatever. So as far as breaking free of generational curses, I would say my father stopped that. Okay. You know. So I grew up a pretty good, comfortable life until I got to the military. But all those years, turned the light switch off. So I had to hold everything back, keep everything in. And then comes on my son. So as he's growing up, I had anger issues with him. If he's not talking, I'm yelling now. Or if he's not doing things I expect of him, you know, that I feel like I would have did. Yeah, whatever. But it took some time for me. It took some time for me to go in and say like, yo, your son is not you. He has his own path. You know? You can't put you can't put all your hurt and anger on him. That's not how this goes at all. Mm -hmm. And everything. So it took me a while to get that together. Um, He's 17 now. Mm -hmm. And everything. We have a great relationship and everything. Hugs. Mm -hmm. I love you. All that stuff and everything. So I'm grateful for that. That my ignorance in the past of this be a man shut up, you know, don't tell me how you feel. Didn't have an effect on them or anything like that. And that, you know, we have this great relationship now. But um yeah, I say setting yourself free, Jesus. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you something, it's very powerful, very, very powerful, very important. And um like I can say, is that if you don't, like I said, it's gonna take you. It's gonna take you to some dark places. So, please, I was like, if if any chance, talk to somebody, or like I said, or like I like I did, I, I reached out, I reached out, and made some phone calls and everything to get yeah. some counseling. And I was like, there's people out there. So you know, it's all, if you can't find your friends, get a counselor. If you can't get a counselor, talk to your closest people, your parents grandparents, uncles, somebody. Yeah. Somebody you know who's in your corner. Yeah. yeah. There is like a, a, a powerful moment when you say yourself free. I remember like when uh, my mom had passed away. And this is when uh, my fiance and I first started a relationship. At the time, she was my friend. She wasn't girlfriend anything like that. Just my friend. Remember I expressed why I felt what happened uh, later in the episode of like how I expressed myself when I didn't get that that love in return. So, Aunt um, had just passed away. And we had to go to her house, you know, to, I think we was cleaning the house up or whatever. And it had just, it felt so dead inside. And I was like, this really sucks. And I started to cry. And she calls me, I'm like, fuck. Now no. I gotta show my emotions. Yeah. That's how you've been taught by society. You've been taught by some, not all women, you've been taught by the people I, I choose mm-hmm. that. You're not supposed to express yourself. So. so I answer the phone I'm like, "Hello." I'm not even trying to make eye contact. I'm like, you not kidding. it." She's like, um... "I text her." I was like, "She's gone. She passed away." She'll look at me I'm like, "She'll look at me." It's okay. And the first time I heard it, it's okay, That's so fucking good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I told her, and it's like, the reason I love you so much because. You love me in my rawness. Mm-hmm. I was able to be me in right? my hardest moments. Sometimes guys focus on the physical. I should look like this and do this, but sometimes, can you love me when I need, when I have tears running my face? Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like I was scared because I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. How am I going to bounce back? These little thoughts that I'm thinking, like, God help me, what am I going to do? I'm like, it's okay to cry. I am like, damn, that feel kind of good. Even though it doesn't take away from what's going on at that moment, to letting that it feels like a like a weight has been lifted off your shoulders. Mm-hmm. You know, anybody want to
2: chime in on that? Yes, go right. <laughs> y'all be <laughs> with me for a second <laughs> all this? Fine. Um, Okay, I'm gonna first step start off with the whole part of why we have what we're breaking free from. For real, for real. Mm. Why is it? that we feel that why are we always being told, stay strong, don't show your emotions.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Because initially, because we're all products for the most part of a society that has been, that was stolen and brought over here. From slavery times, it was the women that had to teach and sh- had to sh- the women and men back then had to go and show them their kids and their kids had to show them kid- their kids to be strong. They're not your emotion. Don't let them see you cry. Mm-hmm. Don't let them see you hurt. Don't let them see you sweat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now we're we're stuck still doing that because even still right now, we're still under that a mental slavery that keeps us where we are and we have to break free from that. The only way to break free from that is we have to free our minds here. Mm-hmm. We have to have those small successes that lead us up to a point where we can get to a place that we don't we can't express ourselves, but we gotta break free of it yourself now. Yeah. We're stuck just like the elephant right now. Mm-hmm. Well, not in the us, but you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, overall, yeah, yeah. overall yeah. Our, society, our society is stuck like the elephant. The elephant starts off as a baby with a, with a chain that's too strong for that elephant to break. Mm-hmm. As the elephant gets older and older, they're still thinking, they're stuck to that chain. Yeah. So in a sense, we're still stuck at being slaves. Yeah. We,
1: Mental. Yeah.
2: And so, you can't show your emotions because you be considered a punk or a
1: bitch, you, know? yeah. you
2: can't go and cry because you're be a little punk and then the women are like, well, you're not strong and you can't take care of me. So you cry like a little bitch, I'm going to the next guy, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that's, and that's the stigmatism fear that sits in behind, behind that. Yeah. Okay. So I say that because. 2018, right? No, no, 2019, I was less than a year of having my house, okay? Um, at the end of 2000, I'm going to back and forth a little bit. At the end of 2000, during, all throughout that time of buying my house to the end of that year, I was in the process of trying to refinance to get a lower interest rate because I'm being told all these lies by these different companies, you know and I'm saying I'm doing all this for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to do it all on my own, okay? So I'm like, hey, baby, we need to pay this guy money because we're going to get the house refinance. Put out $10,000 of a scam. Oh, I lost $10,000 on that. Um, that happened in 2019. But 2018, I'm sitting there paying this guy money, pay this person over here, trying to get things to care of so your I can refinance my house. That didn't happen. And the next guy, and this guy leads, leads us on every month. And so I'm, I start ending up becoming further and further behind each month. And I'm paying my mortgage at so the end of the month for that month, every month, because this guy's saying, well, you're not going to have to pay the bill. Messed us up. So he says, don't worry. This is December. We're going to have to get it done. November didn't happen. So November, because of November, I didn't pay my car insurance. And he's still saying we're going to get this done throughout December. December we're in December, less than a week before Christmas. My wife goes into a, it's a really bad car accident, totals out the car. My insurance wasn't paid. So she was reading me so that we could go Christmas shopping. I had to take that Christmas money. Use that to pay for the insurance that I didn't pay and start up another insurance policy so that I can go ahead and make sure we were straight with a car, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Now we're going into the beginning of the month. Before we get to the beginning of the month, Trump puts us on furlough for the federal government. So now I'm under, I'm now I'm not getting another paycheck. <laughs> and the first of the month's coming up, and I just used the money that was gonna be partially for <laughs> toys and things for the kids and for a mortgage. <laughs> first part of the mortgage not paid. So they're saying, well, you know what? Why don't you try to do a modification? But I don't have 12 months, I didn't know this part yet. I didn't have 12 months worth of payments in to be able to do a modification. So I put in for a modification. I'm thinking I'm gonna be getting back to work soon, so I'll be okay. We still going on. Meanwhile, we're still working on this situation with the car. <laughs> so everything worked out with the insurance, finally three weeks without being without, without a car, they go ahead and give us money for the car. We use part of that to pay the pay for a car. The rest of it was so that we can live and make sure we're okay, but we didn't pay the mortgage at this point because we're working on a modification. The mortgage company says, when you're in the middle of a modification, you get right, waiting for it to be approved, you cannot pay your bill. We will send you your money back. That's exactly what they did. Send so me a partial payment, and that was cool and all, but It didn't really matter. (laughs) So they denied it. (laughs) Now I am a month and a half behind on my bill. I put in for another modification. And they're saying, you can't pay it. I said, but can I just pay it right now so I can be okay? No, you cannot. Now we're two months behind. The thing is, in Maryland, if you're two months behind on your bill, you have to pay two months worth of mortgage. My mortgage is over (laughs) $3,000. I don't have have $6,000 Okay, because we're paying bills we're paying all these different little things and then I'm still trying to refinance the house
1: Yeah.
2: they're like no so now I'm like alright what am I going to do yeah. and time's going on if you can't pay the two months worth we're not taking even a m- one month now Yeah. and time's mm-hmm. going on then they said to me six months later it was this, we get to a point where it's like alright if you keep going down this road we're going to foreclose on your house I'm getting sick and it's getting worse and worse. I'm like, all right, I take the family on vacation because we had planned it. Didn't cost much. I had time shares. Two 250, whatever. Do the whole thing. We're on there and they said, all right, as of Monday, your house is going on foreclosure. At that point, I broke.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and now I gotta tell my wife everything that's been going on because I couldn't fix it myself because wow. I didn't feel there was a way for anybody else to help me. And I I cried. Yeah. <laughs> and she ain't never seen me cry. But because her reaction was, okay, you didn't tell me. I wish you would have, but let's see what we can do. She didn't trip out. She didn't flip out, like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. She said, next time anything like this income starts to try to happen, let's talk. Don't let it get to this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So they're like, yo, if you can't pay hey, at that point, if you can't pay the $25,000 right now, we're going to go and foreclose on your house. Some of y'all see my house, some of y'all haven't, but I love my house. And due to my previous experiences, I was able to go ahead and figure out what has to be done when that happens. I'm just letting everybody know. When that happens, do not go to an investor. Do not go to any of these little uh, foreclosure saving places. They're going to dick you over and you're going to pay more than you need to. They're going to say, buy your house from you you, and you pay us. Wow, chapter 13. (laughs) Mm Yeah. That will save your house. Just make sure you stay on it and pay it. Now that I have twelve months in, now I have over twelve months in. I went ahead and did the modification. Now I'll approve for the modification. We'll do it now. They over my payment, but I for right now, and so that modification is over. I'm still paying an extra thousand for the um Ooh. for that bankruptcy, hey. but we're handling because she's involved, and I have an actual partner, hmm. which is a key to life. Is we were made to have a partner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're not made to be just that man or just that woman. We're supposed to have our partner yes. with us and move forward in life. Yes. That's how you conquer. Yeah. But you also have to have somebody that's going to understand enough to be there when you when you when you're down and lift you up. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that, you know it's yeah. gonna be a problem. Um in your life, you know, that's where more mental health issues pop up. <laughs> yeah. Now you're stuck in your feelings and now you're going crazy inside your head because you don't have an ex- a way of expressing that out, hmm. okay? And so breaking free also is about us being able to break free and express ourselves, Yeah. you know, talking about what's happening, talking about our business. I know sometimes I feel like I give a little TMI, but I've developed that <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> because it's easier to sit there and discuss whatever I got going on yeah, no. than to sit there and just be trying to be quiet and then you got in your head trying to It's good to bounce these ideas, you know what I mean? Because I have a lot of different things we'll talk about after the camera's off. But I had a little one in my head that just, (laughs) it's it's just good to bounce off. i like to see where everybody's thoughts are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Um, But we conquered that, you know what I mean? And I would never have thought that I could pay over $4,000 a month. (laughs) And still be able to function, still be able to have my things, and still do all this. Had I not had my wife (laughs) right there with me, helping me out. And pushing forward, and fitting I let her do that budget, <laughs> and she handled it. You know what I mean? So it's a great thing, multi. You, you know what I mean? It's a great thing. You have doers, you have doers, you have doers. working on it. <laughs> you know, you're just, you're really, it's but thing. it's just something that we do. It More <laughs> you know I mean? Just the whole thing also is be wise about it, yeah, and don't choose unwise. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got. You unfortunately. It's not a game, but you put them through a test. Everybody got to get put through a test. Because yeah. you got to see what they can handle and what they can't handle. Are they going to be some nice ones, strong for you or not? And if they're not, cut them off. I don't care how good anything is. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You got to yeah. cut them off because there's somebody better. Yeah. Period. You know? With the Man <clears throat> mm-hmm. today,
0: more experience, um, I mean, for example, I was talking to my guy, you know, uh, and I expressed to him that I was nervous about getting the surgery you know, and God puts, he works in mysterious ways. He puts you in, you know, predicaments that, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you're not only not ready for, but you know, they may come when you least expect it. Now walking in today, I would have never thought that I'd be somebody that already had surgeries. You know what I'm saying? And, and just that quick, you know, that uplift me to now go and be a little, you know, feel a little better about going in to get the surgery. Um, so I say today, that's actually an example of, you know, a person uplifting me. So I want to say thank you, my man. You know, appreciate it. So, you know, um, yeah, I got my feelings. You know what
2: I'm
0: <laughs> 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 but I mean, just in, in, in your aspect, you know, you feel stuff like that. You know, you, you it, you know mm-hmm. once you feel it, you know, once you feel it, you kind of can get a better glimpse, a better understanding of how to deal with things. I think that some of us. They sometimes put the good on the forefront of the bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You want to talk about the good stuff, but you don't want to talk about the bad. You know, and now mm-hmm. that, you know, when you bring the bad out, that lets me know that you're expressing yourself. Yeah, You respect mm-hmm. me enough to give you a bad side, not only your good. Right. You know, because now I know, you know what? I've seen his good. Now I see your bad. Now mm-hmm. I can adjust to you and handle both sides of you. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you gentlemen sitting here, man, you know, this is what we do, man. You know, hopefully we can carry this out more and more. Um, motivating and, and and speaking on our lives, man, it means so much, yeah. you know, because mm-hmm. you don't know what a person, you know, hiding in plain sight, right. you know, sometimes we overlook it because we also have our own problems, you know, and we try to mask it so well that we're we'll talking about our good versus our bad, yeah. you know, and you get distracted, yeah. you know, so... For me, man, you know, I've been through my bad. Yeah. I've been through my good. You know, I ask for stuff, you know, from God that sometimes He may take me through a little pain, but I definitely can say it's worth it. Yeah. You see, what I'm saying. You know, sometimes you got to go through that pain, you know, to get through on the other side. So, um, you know, stressing so out with you, dog. <laughs> <laughs>
3: definitely.
1: All um... oh, right, right. <laughs> Let me just say. Um... I appreciate all you guys for doing this. In closing, I'm going to go around, around the table. Any words of advice you want to give a guy, a guy who's actually going through that emotion right now and feel like giving up? What advice do you give him to start with, machine chapter? To feel like giving up? I'm just Any kind of motivation you give a guy <clears throat> to uplift? True, reach out. Yeah. Um, you're not alone. Uh, so you have people who care about you out here? Oh. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the best advice I can give. my And it's like, yeah, definitely reach out to somebody. If if somebody reach out to you, answer back. You know, yeah. I say, don't, don't close them out. I yeah. say they trying to reach out to you, don't close them out. Yeah. yeah. Um, my advice um,
3: would be doing the same thing you just mentioned, but actually expressing your emotions. It could be somebody right beside you who could actually care about how you feel, but they are not cognizant of that. Because you're not expressing it the right way, so um, be be real with yourself and let let somebody know what you're actually feeling. So at least somebody knows. And like I said before, they, they might you're not gonna have an they say yes, but keep pushing forward.
0: I just say, man, you know, don't be selfish with your time or your space. You know, we all we all need to help. We all need each other. You know, it's always better to have two heads versus one. You know. So I just say, keep your head up, keep moving forward, adjust to the things you can adjust to, and just keep your eyes
2: open. Along with what everybody else has said, I'm going to say, find something to succeed in. What have you not finished that you could have finished? Finish that. Start with that as one of your successes. Count all the previous successes that you've already had, and then move forward from there to do even better. Because each success is something that can pull you out of being depressed.
1: Yeah. Powerful, powerful. Let me just say this: any man who's watching this podcast, whether it's audio, whether it's whatever it is, and you feeling like life is not worth it, you feeling like giving up, you got tears in your eyes, you felt like you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna take myself out. Let me just tell you this: you' worth it. Your life, the world is a better place because you're in. You're a good person. Any, not any setback, any breakup, any divorce, any kind of losing a job does not it's not, um, it's not. the reason for you to give up on life. You need to be there for yourself. You need to be for anybody else. You are worth it. Walk with your head up high, king. You are a king no matter what society tells you, no matter what your tax bracket is, no matter what it is. You are a king. Hold your head up high. Together, let's all uplift kings.